reflection in the quantum leap of understanding? Or will you be able to make that quantum leap? Welcome to the Perceptive Readers Podcast this week, you. I hope today is uh, great for you, that it started off great. Did you have a smoothie? <laughs> and did you have a health drink? Or did you eat the uh, eggs and bacon and, uh, oh, oh, my, oh, I better go vegan on, or whatever, you know, <laughs> really put some pep in your step each morning when you get up. Well, I'm glad you're here with me this week, and I want to go into reflection a little bit more over some statements that I made in the Telegram app moment, you see, uh, where I stated something that was profound that Jesus stated, you see, about you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, I didn't tell you where that scripture is found out then, but I'm going to share it with you now. That happens to be in John, in the Holy Book, the Holy Bible, the good book, John chapter 8, verse 32. That's John chapter 8, verse 32. You see, in some Bible translations, like in the basic Bible English translation, it actually uh, quotes as this. Jesus mentioned, uh, now I'm quoting, and you will have knowledge of what is true. And that will make you free. So the same thought and spirit is there. The spirit of there is a such thing as truth because it came out of Jesus mouth and that same truth will set you free. I shared that it meant, uh, of course, freedom from bondage. And I explained further that we're talking about a spiritual bondage. We're talking about uh ignorance of such matters like about God and what he desires and what his will is. Also, I talked about it's a protection in everyday living uh, against the old anecdotal expression in a comedic way about I got some swap land that I'll sell you in Florida if you believe that thing. Now, have you ever heard that? <laughs> well, that meant that Somebody was going to scam you because maybe you failed for something or was making a joke about uh, you were so oblivious to something that should have been obvious, maybe, or what have you. It just meant that a person would bamboozle you. Look, I'm still using all these different words that means to be misled, uh, fooled or exploited. And so that expression about where I got some, if you believe that, then I got some swap land for you that I want to sell. Uh, <laughs> that, of course, once again, nobody would want to build a house on swamp land. Now, I know today people's mind may go into, hey, they can actually uh, excavate or get all of that swamp land out and create great land. But you see, back then, you see, when the same, <laughs> you know, in the, in the early 1900s, all the way up until 2000 or what have you, uh, you know, some of the technology just would have been, it would have just cost too much money to do really in general. And so you get the spirit of the matter of just saying, no, it just wouldn't be a good business dealing. Okay. The truth will set you free. As I said, there are spiritual principles, you see, in a way of ethics 
that when persons learn about these, it protects them from even what some people would say, oh, that's a dumb decision or what have you. Unless, once again, you have your reason for why you're doing what you're doing anyway. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time I've seen some sages <laughs> actually do some things. And, and the reason why they did it is because they knew exactly where they was going with it. Uh, Jesus showed that example as well. You know Jesus knew everything, and yet he allowed. Some people may even view it as, ooh, he just still entertained that person or those persons who were just really up to no good, but see, he did it anyway. At times where other persons would have said, oh, uh, you know what, just get out my face or what have you. That's what we would say today. But sometimes Jesus still, uh, during his ministry, he addressed what those persons who were not really uh, for him in the first place, you know, um, wanting to go along with. They weren't going to change. It was very obvious. And yet Jesus still answered their questions and gave illustrations that did uh, matters in certain ways. Why? Because at the same time, there were people who were around that Jesus still wanted to learn, learn what the truth was of what many of these persons around them, to see these uh, spiritual leaders, if you will, were saying. And so it just gave him an opportunity to address uh, what they were saying and to put the truth in there so the people could decide for themselves. See, quantum leap in understanding. Understanding helps you to see what is what, uh, what is up, what is down, what is black? What is right? What is serious? And when somebody is just having a good time, you know, with a lighthearted joke, you see? Yeah, all right. Especially if you know the person. The other thought going along with that truth is in Isaiah chapter two, another verse you heard me mention many times. Uh, but in again, Isaiah chapter two, Verse 2, the basic Bible English translation, notice it reads like this. It says, And it will come about in the last days that the mountain of the Lord will be placed on the top of the mountains and be lifted up over the hills and all nations will come to it. See, you notice that? In verse 3, it goes on further to say, and the peoples will say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will give us knowledge of his ways and he will be guided by his word for out of Zion, the law will go out and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. See, I could read further. Uh, so I encourage you to go ahead and read on to verse four and so forth. But what does that show? Here it is. We already talked about Jesus and the truth. In Isaiah chapter two, it talks about worship, you see, of God. It talks about not just one person, but many peoples from all over the nations or all over the world would do this. So what is this pointing towards? It's pointing towards true 
Worship. How do you read? How do you understand the words of Jesus in John chapter 8 verse 32? And now Isaiah chapter 2 also, see, which was a prophecy about the last days. Isaiah chapter 2 verses 2 and 3 and 4. How do you place them together? How do you reconcile if there is a conflict with it? Where does the conflict for some come in? Because people at times, you see, uh, talk about organized religion. And and they have their different reasons for talking about organized religion. My question to you, though, is this. When Jesus was on the earth and he was walking around, who did he have with him? You see, he was the king. Yes, he was the once again starter of the Christian congregation. See, congregation. So what makes up a congregation? People, you see. Um, He had uh, disciples as well. Brothers and sisters as well, you see, as he described them. So his ministry was not still a lone ministry. Now, he had a specific will for God, but his ministry was not a lone ministry. He had others, good friends, if you will, dearly loved ones, if you will, like John, you see, uh, Peter, you see. And, and, and of course, like I said, he had special friends, you see, uh, that he certainly engaged in the ministry with as well, you see, as he was training them. And this continued on at the start of the Christian congregation. So you can see from there, there are a lot of special friendships that are established in the Christian congregations. And uh, and you can rely on those friendships. That's what the spirit and the love um, was supposed to be. And see, in Isaiah chapter 2, uh, where it talks about the mountain, see, of the Lord. If you go to other translations like uh, the New World Translations, and it does say the mountain, you see, of Jehovah, you see, learning about him. It goes to show again what would be taught then. Whatever is being taught would have to be the truth, wouldn't it? Uh, worship. Uh, there are many passages in the scripture that are talking about you so encouraging one another uh, along in the same spirit and thought, uh, worshiping one another. So what does all of this go to show? Would it not be <laughs> organized worship? Some may say today, and we'll say today, organized religion. But, see, Organize according to Jesus' words, organize true religion. So what is the quantum leap in understanding some of you are going through right now is this. All organized religion is not condemned in God's eyes. How do you read? Because if you say that, 
Are you not, once again, disagreeing with what Isaiah chapter 2 verses 2 through 4 is talking about? What about what Jesus' words and the way that he carried out his ministry and established the Christian congregation? <laughs> you see, so we know there will be true worship on the earth. And because we have translations today, uh, see that are translated in today's people language or what have you. That's why you will hear people just say, you see, religion or a ritual way, because, you know, there are rituals and di different things. See, even going and applying what Psalms and, and Paul was talking about singing Psalms. See, <laughs> you are having worship all over the place with people organizing they sing you see um and then hear the god word word of god as well you see so it's uh it's organized you see organized uh true worship now with that in mind uh keep this one other thought before we close okay on this in this quantum leap of understanding granted there would be difficulties in organizations. See, that's in every single one, not just religion, but you have fraternities, you have companies, you have businesses, you have uh, friendships, groups of friendships. You see, you have cliques. In every single type of group, there's difficulties at times. And you don't often hear people uh, I say, you know, all fraternities are bad. All groups of friendships are bad. You just don't hear that now, do you? So the whole point is uh, you can gather for yourself. Why is that the case? Why is, you know, why is that the difference that you don't hear a lot of people talk about in that way? Well, I got some ideas, but I'm not going to share them on this one because I want you to have your own quantum leap in understanding as to why. And you can express yourself if you want to as well at uh, minds.com forward slash Pockbooks Crypto. That's minds.com forward slash Pockbooks Crypto. I would be interested in, you know, hearing what you have to say as to why persons uh, will jump and make it sound like all organized religion is bad or false, which doesn't really go along according to what Isaiah chapter two, verses two through four and what Jesus talked about and taught starting from, you see, John chapter eight, verse 32. So how do you read? How do you reconcile any type of differences or conflicts? You see, so with all that being said, I just want to always uh give attribution as to uh, not only the basic Bible English translation, but yes, this knowledge that I share with you today more in detail than, uh, you know, just, uh, what I've known just from regular reading. Uh, I shout out to the, <laughs> I kind of laugh at myself to the living and the dead, you see, of Jehovah's, you see, uh, people, some of the sages. And now you're going to see why I say, uh, living in the dead because actually some of them are now asleep in the ground that I learned this from and some of them <laughs> are actually in heaven now. So the point is, you know, I used to make a joke 
about this that where some of them would make a joke about uh when they were getting up in age anyway they they already knew like during this time period what we're in the year 2000s and stuff some of them just knew they weren't going to be around during that time and, and would make jokes about oh god you know i'm glad i won't be around to see this one. but they are because once again the ones who go to heaven when they've died now during this time period that Isaiah talks about, <laughs> the last days, guess what? Oh, they go to heaven right away. So they don't even get to turn over in their grave as the expression goes. Like, you know, people say, oh, if this happened, I'll turn over my grave. No way you didn't stay in the grave no quicker than a twinkle in the eye. So that means they didn't go to the grave at all in less than maybe a nanosecond or what have you. Uh, uh, sleep and death, and then they just went straight to heaven. So they're seeing all this stuff. So the point is this knowledge, uh, you know, did I just share it with you? Uh, you know, uh, some of them were very much into the scholarly study. And yes, even the application in their lives of this different knowledge, uh, to help others, uh, to know the truth. So the truth, uh, would set them free, you see. So thank you for being with me on this Perceptive Readers this week. And yes, we're in a reflection of the quantum leap understanding. Will you? Uh, this may be places number three, or it just may be as a standalone. But you have a wonderful day, okay, Perceptive Readers? You take good care of yourself.